Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. Today, before we kick off our episode, we're going to do a little recap from the CISA conference, which was quite successful, although quite different, as we all know, uh, from years past since it was all online. Uh, and then later on, we'll be talking with our friends from the U.S. from the Winning Way podcast. So we got a lot of stuff lined up for today. So before we get into all that, though, I'll throw it over to my good partner, Nick. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we're kind of kind of cheating a little bit, right? Later, the uh, the meat of this episode will be uh, something we recorded with the Winning Way podcast. But before that, let's talk about the CISA conference. It was um, virtually held at your school, Matt. That's right, here in Budapest, kind of, sorta. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were <laughs> we were the host school. So every year, for those who don't know, every year the CISA conference typically rotates around to a capital city somewhere in Central East Europe who uh, serves as the host of the of the conference. So uh, this year was our turn, supposed to be our turn. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic situation, we could not host people in person. But uh, so we were the virtual host, but it worked out pretty good. Our school facilitated many of the uh, presentations. And we had a, a lot of folks in our school who were presenting and providing workshops. So we were really happy with the way we were able to pull it off. Of course, we would have pulled it off even better had we been in person. <laughs> that's such a great place. Uh, but it just didn't work out that way. But I think overall, we were pretty pleased with the way things went. I know CISA was pretty happy. Uh, and some good stuff. It was still good sharing that happened, even though it was virtual, not in person. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And that's probably the only reason that you had a session, right? It was because they had to give it to you because you were one of the hosts. Or, I mean, if it was in another city, you probably would have got cut off the roster. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, uh, I think I think it's <laughs> No, you were good. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You you led a session with uh with Mint, Minty with uh, Martin Murray about yeah. physical coaching. It was it was good. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Well, we're we're lucky. We have uh, one of our parents of our school. He's also the head trainer or head of medical for one of the top tier uh, soccer or football, if you like to call it, uh, clubs here in Budapest. It's called Ferenc Varos, and they're they're typically in the Champions League playoffs and pretty pretty high-level team. Mm -hmm. He's he's from the U.K., and he's got an extensive background in um, training with sports and particularly with soccer. So he had a really good presentation. And my request for him when I was originally chatting with him was kind of, kind of take what he does and funnel it down a little bit so it would be a little bit more appetizing uh, digestible for us as international school sport teams. So he did a great job of doing that, but also giving a big overview picture and some statistics and a lot of information he was able to provide. So that was great. Cool. That's great. Yeah. We and then the ethical coaching uh, was, was a presentation that my, one of my colleagues, Martin Murray, he's one of our PE teachers and our varsity soccer coaches 
uh, and we did a presentation ethical coaching, which we, we were really happy with. I was really happy for Minty, my partner, because that was his first time actually presenting in anything. So he, he was able to put that feather in his cap and he did a nice job with it. We had some really positive discussions about, you know, ethical coaching and situations that come up, sportsmanship versus gamesmanship, yeah. uh, things of that nature. So it, I was really pleased with the way it pulled off and the, 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 uh, the, the participation of the people who attended, it was, it was yeah. good. It was a good discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and we had this uh, athletic 80 type strand, right? And before we get in the keynote speaker, we also had a, a session from David Hughes and some others from, from Bucharest, which was pretty good at uh, how they talked about their co-curriculars, you know, not extracurriculars and, and how they brought them into the school day, which I, I quite liked. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, we, we do that here in Budapest and it, it's a, it's a great way to uh, streamline your program or make it so it's more accessible for kids when we do it during the daytime and you, you avoid some conflicts that you might have if you tried to do it at ulterior times uh, after school or maybe at lunchtime when a lot of those things typically happen so by designating a particular set date time uh, was quite helpful it's a big shift in your schools of course it's, it's a lot of scheduling uh, some schedule adjustments that to be made but I think overall it's pretty worthwhile yeah, I like it. He had his uh, students participate as well. They did some presentation. They gave some feedback about how that's worked out for them and the program to do. So it's good. Yeah, always good to have students involved, right? As we we know that from the conference, from our conference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Mark Hall was our uh, keynote. Um, he he would have flown to Helsinki a, a year ago, uh, and didn't, but we had him virtually this time, and and he led four sessions, which. It's just really great to to listen to Mark and uh, and anyone from the 3D Institute. They just such great content, such great speakers. Um, really, really enjoyable. Yeah, and again, the, what's nice about Mark's presentations, his topics. You know, he's he's from the U.S. He doesn't have really the international background we do, but the content is universal. So he he does give some examples of how things go are going in the states. Right. For example, maybe with uh, parent conflicts or uh, this idea of winning overall everything in sport programs, but he was able to take his content and still adapt it for our, for our purposes. And the way he got it across, the content was pretty universal. I thought pretty good stuff. That's great. And you know, Mark's been on our our show and and listens to our show. Thanks, Mark. But. Regardless of how many times, if you've taken the course from them, you know, the full college course, you still learn something every time, you know, and, or you circle back to something that highlights a second time you hear it, you know, and sure. And his presentation style, I, I, I like, it's pretty, it's, it's inspirational. It's, it's uh, authentic and he, he really does a nice job of getting his points across. So yes, well done, uh, Mark Hall. Pleasure to work with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And in person sometime, we hope. Yeah, one day, one day. For sure. We got we have, we have a little list we got to keep. So we, like all these people, we got to catch up with in person someday. Yeah. You know, over the last year or so we've been doing the podcast, it's all been virtual pretty right. much. Right. Like we got to start, we got to start making like a, a map with pins <laughs> and yarn. How are we going to connect with these people somehow someday? Yeah. 
a big whirlwind tour <laughs> of the world, right? Not just yeah. of different states, but different countries. Um, yeah, That'll we, be our bucket list. <laughs> we, we could just take a year off. Like once everything gets back to normal, just take a take a sabbatical yeah. year just to the globe trotting tour. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm not <laughs> sure if our schools and our families would appreciate that, but we'd have a good it's, it's time. All, it's all for professional development. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we'd come back stronger for sure. We'll go to we'll go North Carolina. We'll go visit Duke. Go see Greg Dale. Yeah. Just bop around. We'll be good. Document the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Well, we, hey, we wanted to keep this short, right? We wanted to cheat a little bit and uh, use some some uh, some other content. So let's kind of wrap it up. You got a big bike tour. It's a sunny Saturday here. But uh, yeah, the weather's turning. The spring is coming. So yeah. time change this weekend. It's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. So, so one positive out of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, kidding aside, a few weeks ago we did record a podcast with two great guys in the states. Um, Zach, who's in North Carolina, and Tommy, who's in Tennessee. And they have a podcast called The Winning Way, and they asked us to be on, which was very cool. So we sat down with them and, and talked international for a little bit. Yeah, it, it was great to share. You know, they had a lot of questions about our programs, of course, which we, we come across when we, we talked with ADs in the States because a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity about, well, who do you play? How do you go to tournaments? You fly to yeah. across, you know, a couple hours to go to a tournament. So, you know, explaining all that stuff and how our programs go. Um, so that was interesting for them to hear. But again, getting back to the content that we like to share, that's universal. Uh, athletes first, winning second, educational athletics at the forefront. So we had some really good discussions with them yeah. about those and how they work in our schools. So they're in private schools, which is, of course, a little different than your public school settings in the U.S. So it was good to have a discussion with them. And I think we found we had a lot more commonalities that they realized yeah. once we got through the discussion, besides the logistics of our jobs and our, our situations here overseas. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So listen to them, listen to us. I would say as we, as we talk to them, um, maybe not be uh, new things for you if you're an international AD right now, but it'll at least introduce you to another good resource out there. Um, their podcast is called, as I said, The Winning Way. It's on Apple, Spotify, all those platforms like ours. And Zach and Tommy are also on Twitter. We'll put those links in the in the description. And yeah, enjoy the conversation, right? Check them out. See what it's like to be an AD in a small private school in the U.S. Okay. See you next time. Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, 
then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. All right. Welcome back to the Winning Way Podcast. This is Zach Shank. I'm here with my co-host. Tommy Brown. Zach, did we hit record last week? I know uh, we had the first we were sending out the first episode. Where are we at on that? Do we we good? Yeah, I was I was hoping we had moved past all this, but uh, apparently not. Tommy is still a little bit bitter. Um, we are on season two. Uh, yes. We met last week with uh, David Schneider and, and Schneider Speaks. And, yes, that is uploaded. That is up there in the podcast realm and world. Uh, I did not lose that recording like I did the very first episode, kickoff episode of season two. So, please don't um, judge me too much here. But we're, we're back on. We're getting them out I, there. And I see we're recording this, so we're good. Yes. Yeah. Me- meeting, yeah. meeting is recorded if you look there in the top left. But, yeah. anyway, yes, it's there. I will not – be able to live that one down because Tommy gave me 45 minutes of his day that he cannot get back. So I do understand. So, oh, well, um, Tommy, we got some guests on with us today and I, I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. We have the Globetrotten ADs from the yes. Globetrotten ADs podcast. Uh, we've got Nick and we have Matt. Nick and Matt, how are we doing today? Hey, 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 hey Tom. Great. Great. Thanks for having Thanks. us on. And um, I'm recording on my end too, so if anything happens, uh, Tom, you can you can hit me up, and I got you covered. There we go. That's what we need to do. You need to record. I need to record, and then we got a backup. Yeah. Hey, Nick, Matt, when Zach sent me the invite for this, he said Globetrot. Not. I, I thought we were talking to the Harlem Globetrotters guys. <laughs> <laughs> really did. I'm like, oh, basketball. Right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I here we go. Zach doesn't really. He Zach doesn't fill me in on stuff because he knows. A, I'm not going to read it, and B, it wouldn't do any good to have a plan with me. So, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I don't take notes ahead of time. I take them during. So, that's kind of how <laughs> this goes with, uh, with Tommy. But, uh, guys, I appreciate you guys joining us. It is 6 p.m. Uh, Wednesday evening in Austria and in Hungary. Um, and here it is, you know, 1220 uh, here in the States for Tommy and I on uh, Wednesday afternoon. So, they have finished their Wednesday in a sense, and have made it home. I'm hoping to do that here in a couple hours. But um, So there's a little bit of time difference, and I appreciate you guys adjusting and, and getting on here with us uh, and going from there. But let's start with, uh, with Nick. Tell us where you're at, how you got there, why you got there, why you went there, and, and how it's going since you've been there. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Uh, I am in, in Vienna, Austria, and I've been here for 21 years. Uh, 20, 21 years ago, a coach came up to me and said, uh, hey, do you want to play baseball in Austria? And, of course, I had to look up where Austria was on the map like you're all doing right now and uh, said, yeah, why not? I'll get out of uh, western New York where I was in Buffalo at the time. And I thought I'd come for one year. And one turned into two and three, and now it's 21. Uh, I worked my way into uh, the American International School of Vienna, which is a private international school of about 800 kids from uh, pre-K to grade 12. And uh, just loving life, Austrian wife, two kids, and uh, it's home now. Awesome. Well, hey, we um, you, you mentioned something in an email last week because we we were trying to get on, I think, a, a week earlier, and you mentioned a a ski break. 
explain that to us here what the what a ski yeah. break is for you guys yeah i think in most of central europe we're a week in february all the schools have a ski break and uh, really the schools go skiing and the kids go skiing with the schools it's like the provinces are staggered when they have that ski break so they all don't hit the slopes at the same time um, and that was ours last week but unfortunately with corona the ski lifts at least in austria are all all closed down so mm-hmm. it was just hanging out at home but yeah gotcha Big okay bummer. yeah well matt what about uh what about you that you're there in budapest hungary yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Akron, Ohio in the U.S., and uh, I started my teaching career there. I worked in the public school system there for uh, five years. <clears throat> I also worked in some private schools as well, So I went, and I, my background is, is going to a private school. So I'm, I'm familiar with what you, the environments you guys are working in in, the, in those areas. Um, but after, about 2001, I was curious about what it was like to teach overseas. I had worked with a colleague who had done it and he kind of gave me some information. I thought well, that could be kind of interesting. So uh, my wife and I had just been married for a few months and I managed to talk her into going to a recruiting fair out in Iowa hosted by the University of Northern Iowa. So we drove out there on a weekend in the, the dead of winter in February and uh, we went and got jobs at the International School of Latvia. So we had no idea where Latvia was <laughs> or Riga for the capital city. We really actually had, we got an offer and we had to go look at the map. They had a big map in the, this hallway. They had to go check it out and see where we were going. Said, All right, let's just go do it. And so we went, went drove back home and uh, finished out the school year. And we moved to, to Riga, Latvia in 2001. And uh, we stayed there for seven years. And then in 2008, we moved here to Budapest, Hungary um, and have been here since. So uh, I've been loving it. As, just as Nick, the international school life has been very good for, for us. We have two children. My son is a 12th grader. He's getting ready to graduate. And my daughter is in the ninth grade. She's just starting her high school career. So they've been overseas the whole time. They were born overseas. And uh, it's been, like I said, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I would not look back and change anything. It's been, been really So good. I guess they have dual citizenship, right? No. Um, we we thought we didn't we looked at that path but we didn't go down it you'd have to there's a lot of bureaucratic stuff you have to go through and eventually they'd have to once they turn 18 they would have to decide which passport they would want to Hmm. keep and which one they would have to renounce so we didn't go down that road didn't we didn't see an advantage of it for it mine have two and it it means i have to renew at least one passport every year (laughs) whether it's one of them austrian or or canadian or or what but yeah, yeah, mine have both. Yeah. But my kids are U.S. citizens. We didn't get them a Latvian one and <laughs> keep it. So, just yeah. for the record, that's right, Nick, because you are from Canada. Yeah. And and uh, so yes, yeah, so you've got the Canada aspect of it and the uh, the yeah. Austria aspect yeah. of it too. It's exactly. very nice. Exactly. That is awesome. Um, I don't know that if I could ever step out, you know, with an athletic aspect of it nick you know that's a little bit easier to go over there hey play a couple of years of baseball come home obviously yeah. there's something there matt no offense man i think you're a little crazy you know <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. first of all going to iowa in the dead of the winter and going to you know that's that's step one there you're not going to catch me going anywhere <laughs> above north carolina winter wise um but to go for a jack's there, a florida boy by the way i am originally from florida yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Any, anything below 75 i got a jacket on you know um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, 
but just to go out and kind of step out like that and just pack up and go, man, that that's crazy. And, and yeah, it was, it was a leap of faith. Like, um, you know, we, we thought about it. We didn't just jump. I mean, we did kind of seem like we were jumping when and did it, but, um, <laughs> we just had that adventuresome spirit. You know, we're and a lot, a lot of folks you meet in the overseas world who are teaching overseas are, they're pretty free spirited people, pretty liberal folks. And they're, they're outgoing and have that, that, kind of wanderlust to go out and see the world and what's what's there to do but then once you get into the system teaching overseas you find out it's quite a good opportunity as an educator to make a career and the benefits are pretty nice and you, know, you get to see the world the tough part is being away from your family of course you know all our, my wife and i are both from the same hometown in akron so both of our families are based there which makes it nice when we go back to visit because everybody's in within a 20 minutes drive um, but you know, over time we've kind of, we've gotten used to being abroad and it's, it's, it's been quite unique for us. So. Absolutely. So how do athletics work over there? I think I'm, I'm, um, going to get some information from you guys and move in the next couple of weeks and get started <laughs> okay. coaching. And I don't think Mrs. Brown is going to uh, go for that. Yeah. I'm, well, she doesn't listen to this anyway, as we know. <laughs> That's true. Neither of our wives uh, support us and listen to our oh, podcast. And See, so. I saw yeah. a I saw a job ad for a basketball job in France a couple days mm-hmm. ago, and I'm like, man, that's me. I'm doing that. Professional basketball in France. I'm yeah. going. Yeah, I'm doing just, it. Just dust up your yeah. French. What language do you guys speak over there? Do you? I guess you guys. It's all different, right? So, uh, you know, I speak German now. I've been here so long, so we speak German yeah. here and and Hungarian and uh, where Matt's from. I don't know. He's got a little bit of Hungarian in him, eh, Matt, but not much. Kichi, yo. A little bit. Nem yo, nem yo. So uh, is it the oh, same? Oh, I mean, can you guys understand yeah. each other in Hungarian <laughs> no, and German? Or no, it's really it different. completely really different. different. Yeah. But, you know, the sports, like you mentioned, Tom, that our schools are like pocket, you know, American high schools, you know, in, in yeah. a foreign country. So there's so many similarities to to how our systems work and you know how our coaches coach and and what we the values we want to instill. So it's not too different, but it is you know remarkably different to the local schools. So you know any local person in any one of our countries they comes don't in, play in schools; they no, play clubs, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah. come on a tour of one of our schools, and not just our two, but any of the international schools, and they're usually just blown away, you know, because a school yeah. with a big gym and a Big soccer field is this just not normal. Yeah. We so have who a, do you guys uh, play then? The clubs? No, well, for fun, <laughs> but it's hard because yeah. they train all year round, but like exhibition games. But all of the schools have a year end uh, tournament and that's yeah. that's scattered out through a conference. So we could fly five hours north or five hours south to a to a tournament and anywhere in between. Wow. Yeah, That's I spoke really cool, with uh, with somebody in Italy uh, several years ago, and they had started American football in maybe south area of Italy, and most of their games they were jumping on a plane and flying to play their games. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked that they, we had even had you know that they're talking about American football over there. And I don't know if your schools have that or not, um, but they were. They talked about having to jump on a plane and and fly mm-hmm. to play their games and things like that. And we were just two years ago had a girl from Norway come to the States as a foreign exchange student to do her junior year of high school here to get the experience of what it was like to go to an American high school. Mm -hmm. And that was it. After her junior year was up, she left. She went back to Norway, did her senior year in Norway, and um, 
I guess there's something there in Norway that if you do your senior year there in Norway, you get a certain amount of credit or scholarship to do a Norway university as well. Norwegian university. So, so what do, you, do, you, do you guys like the club approach or do you like the interscholastic approach? We, that's a, that's a good, Zach, I know you've got 75 questions, but I told you guys. That's, good, I that's, that's on the list, Tommy, so you're good. You're good, All right, good, 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 good. Scholastic or club approach? Well, please, like everybody you're talking to is obviously going to say yeah. scholastic. I, I think yeah. there's a lot to this whole club <laughs> approach, personally. It's it's a pretty broad spectrum because we have in our school, like in our high school, we have 330 kids. And just also a little background, our, our makeup of our school, and Nick's is probably similar, we have anywhere from 50 to 60 different nationalities of kids within our school coming from all over the world. So their parents are working here or they're working at an embassy or working for a company here. And so what's the, the common language, Hungarian, I guess? Everything in our school is taught in English. Yeah. English. Whoa, okay. So the well, kids have to speak English to come to our school. If they don't, if they struggle in English, we have learning support. There's uh, English as another language classes that the kids will go to instead of a foreign language. And they usually, if they don't have a lot of English skills, they pick up very fast because they don't want to get, they want to know what's going on. They don't want to get left behind and they want to keep up academically. So the, the kids eventually will learn English pretty quick. But generally our kids and our schools have excellent English skills, no matter what country they're coming from or their, their linguistic background. Um, so that, that makes, because everything is taught in English, all the, the yeah. core subjects, you know, your English, science, math, social studies, so on. And the specials. Yeah. That'll help when you guys bring me over for warrior culture clinics that you yeah. people understand English. Yeah. So yeah. Scala how do you yes. like that? Yeah, so to get back to that, sorry, you want me to answer it, Nick? Let me take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can talk about your search. So the, the reason I say it's pretty broad spectrum is because we have a number of kids in our high school that are doing club sports here in Hungary, and most of them are Hungarian kids, but they're doing a lot of sports that we don't have at our school. So we have a lot of kids who are doing, for example, um, hockey, or they're doing um, skating, or they're doing uh, rowing. We've had karate, kids that are high level karate, water polo, sailing, stuff like that. So those kind of club sports we can't offer. And those kids, they might play one of our, our school sports, they might not, it depends. Um, we also have kids who do play the same sport that our school offers, like soccer is the most common one, and basketball. And we have, sometimes we can make an arrangement where they can do both. They can play for their club team and our school team. Because our school team is only in a particular part of the year in our season. Uh, for example, soccer, that only happens in the fall. So they might make an arrangement with their club where they can still play for the school team, train a, a day or two for the school team, still honor their commitment to their club, and then play for us in our, our school tournaments. Yeah. Mm. Because once that season ends, then they can play for the club full on after that. Yeah, I mean, so it's a mix. We 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 yeah. try to work around each other if we can. Yeah, briefly. I tell you, I, I hate club sports. Yeah, it's a different dynamic in the states. It's way right. different. Yeah. yeah, you're competing with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's very frustrating. You know, we have we have athletes who have played. You know, let's just say basketball. They play basketball every single year, but then all of a sudden they. They want to play club volleyball. They want to play club soccer. Well, now they're playing during basketball season, so they're stepping away from the high school right. to go play club. And it and it destroys our athletic department, especially when we have a smaller-based uh, athletic department and school in general. Yeah. But it is different over there. And, and that's, you know, we're talking about that that student that we had from Norway. She played uh, handball. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, I've, I've never played for a high school team. It's always just been club ball. Yeah. And, uh, and when you go to school, you go to school, and that's it. You go and learn, right. and you don't play sports. So, Nick, right, if you had to pick one, would you yeah. pick scholastic or um, 
club? Um, well, I, I definitely pick Scholastic. Um, but, you know, from where I'm from in Canada, they mix well. They don't, yeah. they don't seem to steal from each other in the clubs. When the season is out of, uh, when the sport is out of season, it's out of season. And then they let you go and are happy to go play another sport, which is like Scholastic, yeah. you know, multi, multi-athlete. Um, what I, part I, of Canada are you from again? Just across the border, Niagara Falls. So uh, near Windsor? Is that near uh, Windsor? Yeah, a little, little bit over, uh, just south of Toronto. So uh, I'm a Bills Good fan, deal. just close to Buffalo. Uh, Good deal. But here the clubs, they don't want to lose anybody. So they're year-round, no matter what sport it is. If you're playing in a basketball club, they want to have you practice basketball all year round. And they don't want to lose you to go to play soccer for a bit and then never come back. So that's is pretty damaging to to kids. So I like it when they mix well, (laughs) you know, it makes sense. I mean, I wish we had that here, you know, here in the South, you have a lot of uh, you're playing baseball and soccer year round because it's beautiful outside, especially in Florida. And so you'll have a kid basketball kid he's done with basketball practice he's got to go to soccer practice for the evening and then you get him back tomorrow and they're dog tired because they've been playing two sports for two and a half hours right you know each practice two two and a half hours and you're just you're they're just wearing themselves down so um yeah i mean interscholastic obviously is is a a much better choice especially here in the states but um i get the challenges between both and especially for you guys so do you guys have full-time coaches there at your schools? Or what are or coaches teach too, or how does that similar to the States? Um, that you don't get, you get paid, but not a lot. So it's just like a little bit of a stipend and add on. You definitely don't get paid for the amount of hours you work, you know, it doesn't equal it. So most of sounds the, like it, same thing here. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. So most of the coaches are teachers. You know, we hope that our teachers yeah. all, all coach, you know, we have yeah. a few outside coaches, but the goal is to have a teacher and physical education is the real deal in Europe. It's not a roll out the balls thing. Am I right on that? Correct. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I would say for our, especially in our schools, our international schools, or you know, the independent schools or whatever, um, it's a pretty high standard for what the school expects for the teachers to to teach and perform and stick to the curriculum, as well as from the parents because our tuitions are pretty pretty high end. So, you know, there, yeah. there's a high level of expectation for what happens in all realms of the school. Now, you know, Tommy's talking about, in a sense, job titles here. Both of you guys are the athletic directors. What else, and for, for us here in the States, it's often you're the athletic director, you're the, uh, the bleacher cleaner, you're the, you know, the, you break down the gym after you're done, you wear a lot of hats. Uh, what about for you guys? Obviously, athletic directors, what else is involved in your job title? Yeah, for me, it's, um, it kind of changes every year. I'm, I, by contract, I think I'm 80% athletic director, 20% a teaching load. So I, I've, I've always taught a PE class uh, in addition, at least one, which I still enjoy if, I, if it works out. And I've taught all different levels from elementary up through high school. Um, in terms of the support bit, um, we're pretty lucky. We have an expansive maintenance crew here, our Hungarian workers, and, they, and uh, they're very helpful with and do a great job of setting up our uh, fields and our gymnasiums for the competitions, so that part is covered for me, which is yeah. I'm pretty awesome. lucky about. And I think, it but I've also been activity coordinator, and I've you know I've, I've um, helped out with the drama club and um, and helped out with other areas of the school. So, like like a lot of folks in our positions, we yeah. we do a little bit of everything. And it depends on the school know. size, right? If there's there's international schools out there that have 200 kids, where they're really the AD is teaching full time, and then just mm. doing it as an add on. 
to you know yeah. a couple thousand kids where you have a huge department with you. In my school, it's a bit bit unique. Um, we have five people in our office, and we're called the events office, and we really organize or help to organize everything outside of the curriculum. So it's a really cool place to be. We have parents and kids and teachers and all every different kind of community member come in uh, every day and uh, shakes things up. And but I love moving bleachers and and setting up chairs as well. It, yeah. it uh, gives you a bit of a break to the the computer time. So it really. How many Americans do you guys have on staff at your? Within your athletic department and teachers, uh, we're about Americans? sixty. Yeah, well, we're, I guess we're about sixty. You know, sixty percent or sixty. Sixty percent. Sorry, sixty percent. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And that you know, that's it. Changes. Thought that would so. Yeah. yeah. So is that when we hear of American-based teachers saying they're going to teach abroad or teach English somewhere else? That's kind of the the concept of of what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my uh, my wife is a is an elementary teacher and her co-teacher. Uh, Spent a lot of time in, I want to say, Russia, the Moscow area over there, and, and did a lot of teaching over there. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure to what extent or anything like that, but I was like, wow, Russia? Okay. Yeah. Good, good for you. You won't catch me there, but all right. And, it's an uh, interesting place. It's worth a visit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, How long do most of your teachers stay? Are they short-term or are they? Good question, because it, it, it varies. Like, uh, you know, actually myself, I've, I've been at my current school for, this is my 13th year. And of course, yeah. I'll be out there at least a few more years. Um, so I'm kind of, we're kind of are the rarities that it's a long time to be in an international school yeah. over 10 years. Uh, so typically, it depends on, the, I think, on the quality of the school and the, and the, and the location. Because typically, your first overseas contract is going to be a two-year deal to start. And then after that, sometimes you know, a lot of people stick on for the third year, maybe a fourth. And then I think the average is anywhere about four years, maybe. Yeah. And then people will bounce to go to another school, another part of the world. They'll go recruiting yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, it is rare to have people retire at a school. You know, be be at a school for a long time. Depends on the city. You know what? Yeah. Gotcha. So how does so? Let's say you guys make me this huge offer because you realize I won all these college basketball games. So <laughs> I say, all right, hey, honey, we're going over for two year contract. Yeah, we. I mean, do we find our own housing, we rent a place, we rent a car. Uh, how does all that how does all that work? If you would come to Europe, you would get assistance from the school, uh, but you'd be yeah. paying for you know your apartment or whatever and they'd but they'd guide you through everything. Um, yeah. If you go to to Asia, right, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but if you go to Asia, it's a more lucrative deal. you know they want to yeah. entice you they'll, they'll they'll give you that the house while you're there. You could even have yeah. staff at your house, you know. Uh, especially in the Ooh. Middle East, so it really, yeah. it really varies. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah every I, school I, has I can a see why. Package. I can see. I mean, I'd rather go to, you know, your you guys places than uh, right. Middle East yep. or China. Yeah. So. Mm. so basically, yeah. every school has a different package, right? The, which in, typically includes, of course, your salary, retirement bonus, uh, return airfare as well is usually wow. part of the package. So you can, yeah. you know you can get there and get home once a year. Uh, housing is usually provided sometimes a utility allowance as well. So it's a pretty, pretty nice deal. And it's all tax free, of course, yeah. uh, depending where you are um, and how much you make overseas. Yeah. How many countries have you guys both been to? I bet you've seen, seen the majority of Europe. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. I only have a few left in Europe, to, but the number, I haven't been out uh, to Asia uh, yet, yeah. but 
up and down Europe for sure. Well, and the yeah. travel there is so much easier to, to get around because you've got the train systems and, and different things like that. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. I try to get a new country at least some every year, you know, not this, this past year's, but you know, try to check, are check you, one off the list all the time. Are you guys in school right now? Or are you going virtually because of the pandemic? We're split. Uh, elementary's in, um, middle and high are uh, half time. So every kid goes in two days a week. I think Matt's similar. Yeah. yeah our, well, currently our elementary school is in the building. The middle school kids are in the building. High school kids are on distance learning. So my two kids are at home doing virtual learning right now. So that's, a, but that's, that's because the Hungarian government has said that's what's going to happen. So all schools, all high schools across Hungary are in distance learning right now. So Hungary's got done a pretty good job of mandating what should happen and, and schools and you know, everybody's got to follow along. Like, are not, you playing, are you guys playing sports right now or are they no. shut down? No, no sports. Uh, not since November. Activities. We, we were playing yeah. early in the fall and then November it stopped. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how are your numbers? Are they, are they going down to, and basically meaning, is there a light at the end of the tunnel for your athletic department? Are you asking about the COVID numbers? Yeah. COVID. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, COVID numbers. I'm, not, not really, not for this school year, to be honest, we're hoping to practice, yeah. uh, but not play or, or compete against anyone else this year. But I mean, light at the yeah. end of the tunnel, you know, I have my, uh, vaccine appointment in two weeks. I booked nice. it yesterday. So yeah, that's coming around, and so hopefully next school year is is normal for everybody. Yeah, gotcha. Wow, well, yeah, that was uh, we definitely want to talk about COVID and different things like that and protocols, and uh, obviously, as I'm sure you guys are aware, being a part of the NIAAA and things like that, you know, in the states, um, you know, we're playing. We just finished up our winter season with basketball, and and uh, we're headed into the spring, um, but things are not the same. And, uh, you know, our, our basketball teams played with masks on oh, while they're running up and down the floor, you know. But our, a lot of our parents, you know, when we put that information out there, said, hey, we get it if you don't want your kid to play. We understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two, I think, parents that didn't want to, and they were middle school-based parents. And other than that, our, our parents were saying, hey, we just want our kids to be active and play. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's been positive, but at the same time, it's been difficult to get through. It's you know, you've got different refing associations and, and things like that that have different guidelines and rules. You have different from state to state. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. yeah. And and it is it is difficult. You know, you go to South Carolina, you follow South Carolina rules. Your North Carolina rules don't, you know, have anything right. to do down there. Right. And so that's been a, a big challenge that I know a lot of ADs and coaches here in this area have battled. And uh, but, you know, at least we were able to play and at least we've had an, an, a season. I know the same thing out there with Boyd Buchanan as well. Um, being able to play and and uh saw something the other day josh templeton's team did pretty good there tommy yeah they made it to the uh they got beaten the elite eight Oof. so yeah hey it's wide open bradley county where i live there's not even a mask mandate yeah. like yeah, i mean oh, wow. it's, it's ridiculous you don't yeah. even how is uh how many questions have i asked from your list so um <laughs> i mean you covered you covered kind of sports <laughs> The, the, the interscholastic and the club, because that was definitely yeah. one I want to talk about. So you're good there. You covered COVID. Yeah. You covered the, the job titles. So, I mean, yeah. maybe I should start sending you yeah. the notes or continue to hold out <laughs> on them. And you no, just, I yes. think that's good when we have guests. Just let me ask the questions and see if I covered all the ones you <laughs> I like know. it. You guys are no, definitely good co-hosts, so you're in, you're in sync, right? Without knowing exactly. the list, you're, you're in sync. This is great. Exactly. My wife tells me I don't treat him very well. The one episode she did listen to, <laughs> she says I interrupt him too much. She says that he doesn't yeah. understand why he puts up with me. 
Anyway, I, notes. I thought he fired me <laughs> earlier. I thought he fired me earlier because we went like six months without doing an episode, but he was just busy with basketball. It was four weeks, not six months, but that's fine. <laughs> um, now, Nick, Nick and Matt, let's, yeah. uh, yep. let's talk about sports offered at your schools. Um, do you offer some European-based sports that are different than what we would offer here in America? Not typically, no. We we do really like, I want to say the easiest, <laughs> the ones known by the most. You know, with, like Matt said, 50 different countries coming in. Um, if we do something too specialized, we wouldn't get anybody. Gotcha. Um, as as crazy as, as we go, my school has baseball. And that's, that's pretty rare uh, for Europe. There's not many. But other than that, basketball, soccer, you know, cross-country, tennis, volleyball. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Do, do you coach the baseball team? I did for a long time. I moved to uh, varsity softball. But okay. Same. Okay. Very yeah. nice. Matt, what about you? Yeah, same. Uh, we have the same sports offered here, uh, except we don't have baseball for our boy, high school boys and middle school boys. So sure. that's probably the only main difference. And, um, yeah, I've coached, I've coached a little bit of everything here as well. Basketball, awesome, soccer. Yeah. Because I know, like, like we talked about our, our student from Norway with handball, mm-hmm. you know, she came and, and she taught and she played every sport here at our school that we offered in the girls' side, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted to experience that. And uh, Y'all you know, must every, be doing something illegal with international students. You guys have had all kinds of international students. No, no Y'all comment. got going there. Y'all got no, something. No comment. No. You got some uh, we, kind of shady system going, I think. No. Had some of your competitors asked me about that. Yeah. That's fine. They can ask. Um, anyway, so so she comes. That's why we're on. He's looking for new prospects. That's right. Now, are, yeah. they, are these schools? Are are your schools? Are they um, faith based at all, or how? Like you said, they're American schools. How does that work? I mean, no, not not at all. I mean, we'd, we definitely have all kinds of religions and faiths. So, lots of yeah. uh, diversity and and you know discussions and clubs like that. But no, just. But that said, there are international Christian schools out there. Like, yeah. for example, in uh, one of the, you know, Nick and I are part of a couple of different leagues, actually. And one of them uh, that we participate in has, I want to say, two or three. They're called international Christian schools. So we have one here in Budapest. There's one also in, in Vienna. So, again, it's a similar type curriculum. They have an American type cur- curriculum, but they also have um, the religion type classes woven yeah. into their curriculum as well. Well, and a lot of the kids who go there, their parents are here for missionary purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They go to the Christian schools, not your school. How, what, who, your average client, where do they, I mean, your average student, where do they come from? Your average stakeholder, how about that? That's an yeah. independent school way yeah. to speak yeah. there, Zach. Your average stakeholder. You name it. <laughs> That's where, They're coming from there. Yeah, yeah. all over. But, you, you know, mostly... I would say mostly normal kids and normal families that have just been, you know, given the chance to go overseas for their job for, for a few years. You know, we have, we have elite families as well, you know, upper class families, but um, for the most part, they're the minimum, you know, the, the the minority. Is this what, when you see or hear of, you know, a a U.S. family who has a job at the U.S. embassy, they go to schools such as yours? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. How or, much would or, it cost? Like, what what is your tuition cost? If you don't mind me asking, uh, we're about the same. In, right I know you got to try to convert it to American dollars yeah. for a, yeah. Well, our our school actually charges in dollars, um, oh. so not the local currency here in Hungary. But I, I want to say for it depends on the grade level. There's like a tiered system, but 
the high end is the last two years, 11th grade, 12th grade. I think it's around $25,000. Yeah. Wow. Stuff. And that's, that's like there. city based though. You know, like, so Matson, it's a bit cheaper in Budapest to Vienna. We're maybe a bit more, but if you go to a school just like ours in Paris, you might be paying yeah. 50,000, you know, wow. because that's, that's what it costs to, to run programs and pay people yeah. and things there. So it really varies from city to city, but yeah, ours is the same as Matt's about 20. Yeah. We're between I mean, seven and 8,000. <laughs> so there's a huge difference there. Yeah. And our parents, when they come, you know, when the company, a lot of a lot of parents and their company moves them here to work, the company will pick up the tab on the tuition. That's part mm-hmm. of the deal yeah. for them. Because really they have no other options, I guess, in a sense. I mean, they've got to go yeah. to the American. So to Hung- yeah, a Hungarian public school, which right. wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, our school was started uh, with Marshall Plan money after World War II. You know, they said, look, if we're, mm. we're going to send, you know, our people over there, they need a place for their kids to go to school. So that, that happened a lot Absolutely. around Europe. That now, uh, one thing that, that we like to do is obviously when we have guests on, we want to hear about you guys and hear about your experience and things like that. Um, but we always want to try to give the athletic directors that listen to us and, and, and listeners in general um, something to pull away from it. And so really want to talk about the NIAAA. Um, and, and, and I know you guys are very connected with them. You guys are teaching courses with them and, and working hand in hand with them and um so I really want to know a few things. How important is it to be a part of it, be connected to it? Uh, and what are some of the perks to be a part of the NIAAA? Yeah, sure. I'll start. Um, so maybe I'll back up a little bit about the history because, like I said, we first got as an organization, our, my local, uh, our local schools association, and here in Europe it's called CISA, which is Central Eastern European Schools Association. So it's like a network of international schools like Nick and I's but all throughout East Europe, Warsaw, Prague, up to Moscow, down to Bucharest, and so on. So as a group of ADs, we get together a couple times a year for our meetings, and the idea of professional development had come up about 10 years ago or so. Like, hey, you know, we get get together in our meetings, we do our stuff, we make our schedules, we, we work on our issues. What about adding another day so we can start doing some professional development for ourselves? And we didn't really know what was out there, but we had one guy who was the AD in Prague, the school in Prague, and he had been in the U.S. working at a school in Utah, and he had familiarity with the NIAAA. He's like, hey, let's check out the NIAAA. I've taken a course with them. Uh, let's, let's, maybe we can bring them over to our conference, and they can teach the introductory, introductory courses. So that's kind of how it started. And from there, there was like a cohort of us ADs, probably about a half dozen, including Nick and a couple other folks, and we got into the NIAAA, started taking the courses, started working our way up the uh, certification levels, going to the national conference. And the more we got into it, you know, we, we, liked, we really liked the courses, but we found out a lot of the times the courses were too geared towards the U.S. ADs, such as yourselves, which was great. It was good content. But we thought, well, let's see if we could take these courses and adapt them for international school athletic director purposes. So that's how like, we really got in closer with the NIAAA uh, office, and, and, uh, and they were, gave us, were very helpful in supporting this plan and giving us the go-ahead to develop these courses. So that's kind of how that started. So it, it's been a, a great experience. It's been a great relationship. Uh, they're very supportive in what we've been trying to do in promoting professional development for international school athletic directors. And uh, I would definitely recommend if there's any ADs out there, especially the younger folks who are 
coming up and just getting into the job and maybe kind of a little bit, a lot of questions and yeah. not sure about the ropes. It's a great opportunity because they, they can help you understand better ways to do your job better and have more of an impact. And the networking is, is fantastic. They'll support you in just about every way you can think of. Yeah. Not, not as long of an answer for me, I promise. Uh, but you know the NIAAA for me is it's a it's an organization based on servant leadership and they really have that mindset and that's what I really love and and have taken from that it's they're there to help you it's a community um you lean on each other yeah we've come from different sized schools different states countries you know we have our differences of course but there's so many similarities um and just to improve professionally uh whether it's just some small tips or tricks or yeah, anything. Uh, there's so many uh, great people in that community that it's it's uh, absolutely worthwhile. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's big here. Our state association pushes for it, um, and, and we get a lot of uh, information from the NIAAA and and things like that. And obviously, uh, talking with Mark over at the off duty ads, and and he showed a lot of importance too. Because I, I believe he teaches a course or two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm, I might be wrong. I, I thought he had some stuff that he did. Uh, a little bit higher up connecting with uh, the NIAAA, yeah, but um, absolutely. It's, a, it's a big thing. Obviously, I know they did a digital or not a digital, but a virtual uh, mm -hmm. uh, conference this year, and hopefully they'll get back to you in person. Um, but obviously, I always want our listeners to have a chance to connect and, and, and hear some things um, that they could use as resources to help them out. Absolutely. Um, I think a warrior culture, uh, some warrior culture sessions would work with this organization, Zach, don't you think? It'd be a good absolutely. fit. Absolutely. Uh, Tommy is part of, uh, or Tommy is uh, warrior culture. That's why he keeps talking about that, dropping some hints there. But he's got a, uh, cool. uh, Tommy Brown's got a uh, program, Warrior Culture, One Heartbeat Athletics. So he goes around and travels around and does clinics in person or virtual clinics. Uh, I've done a ton of virtual yeah. international basketball clinics. Yeah. A ton of them. And I've got several promises from guys that they're going to bring me over after the pandemic lifts. Italy. Australia, cool. Uh, yeah, Germany, yeah. Gonna, yeah. You've done a really good job at it. Our athletic cool. department, Take I think you've look. done three or four of them with ours, um, yeah. sports specific, and then also just athletic department uh, as a whole, and um, have done really well. Our kids still walk around the halls and talk about the positive touch, you know, nice. between teammates and between you know players and stuff like that. So it's it's cool to see that. Um, it's all mental toughness based, yeah. um, really. It's what mental toughness and confidence. That's the why behind it all great absolutely great time for well, that cool. right now <clears throat> yeah there's yeah definitely need some of that uh the mental toughness aspect of it during covid Nick, um, matt the reason why i said that is usually zach gives me time to promote that but <laughs> this season two he has not done that so i had to work it in organically yeah. you know so is, is that smooth, what you call that there smooth that's yeah. pretty good smooth, that's pretty right good. Yeah. real smooth <laughs> um well, Nick and Matt, I, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your day or evening uh, to connect with us. If you will, tell our listeners uh, how to get a hold of you guys, where to find your podcast, because, again, the Globetrotting ADs, you guys have your podcast. Where can you find the podcast? How can they connect with you on social media or just get in contact with you in general? Go uh, ahead, Nick. Oh, me. All right. All right. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, I was too long on the last one. <laughs> globetrottenads.com is the website and there's a link to our podcast or on all the platforms like you guys so that would be great um we do we're branching out and uh, we've done some conferences some great student uh a student conference just a few weeks ago 
and we're starting actually a, a globetrotting athlete network that'll launch in a about a month, I guess. So that'll be great to to link the students around the world in our types of schools because they're they're different to all the the students around them. So we're really trying to focus on the students. So that's that's coming from us, and yeah. I'm on Twitter, as, as Matt is, I'm, I'm Nick underscore AIS Vienna, and I'd love to connect with, with people all over the world. Absolutely. Matt? And uh, sorry, Matt, I'll give you a chance here in a second, but uh, I think it was Nick, I think I reached out to you, um, and you shot me an email back immediately. Um, so the communication level is there, and, and one of the things that I always like to stress to athletic directors, especially young athletic directors, is that networking is key. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just a matter of just reaching out and connecting. And, um, and that's a, that's a big thing. So it was a simple question sent over an email and had a response quickly. And, and a week later we're, we're filming and, and recording these podcasts. So, uh, Matt, what about you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not as active on the Twitter as Nick is, but I do retweet a lot of what he puts out there. I'm good at retweeting <laughs> <laughs> and, and hitting the little heart button. Um, but that that's my social media, um, input i would say yeah. about that awesome. <laughs> but you can catch me through you can you can always contact me through the globe chat and 80s as well we're, we're linked in through there so i'm happy to connect and answer questions more if folks are you know this piques their interest about what it's like to go overseas after teaching yeah. in the states i'm happy to point you in the right direction cool. absolutely zach i'm not real comfortable giving you compliments but last two shows you've got some great you've had great guests really <laughs> these guys that. and then last week i mean I, hate, I, told you, I, I can't two. say good job. It won't come out of my yeah. <laughs> trying. Yeah, season two, I told you, was going to be different. We're going to yeah. have we got some good guests. We've got yeah. some good content that we're getting out here. So uh, I told you, I've, I've stepped it up for season two. Basketball season's over, so I've got a little bit more time on my hands now. Um, so we're, we're going to roll right into uh, the summer season and, and with season two here and keep it going. So, Nick, Matt, I appreciate you guys joining me. Globetrotting ADs, I know that you guys are going to post this in your globetrotting world as well so thank you to you guys and your listeners um but again this is the winning way podcast we're here to help athletic directors coaches and maybe even athletes out there um but check us out on apple check us out on spotify and we're on all the social media platforms at the winning way podcast for now this is zach shank tommy brown i appreciate it man thanks guys enjoy thank you looking forward to connecting one day until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs.